Right, welcome back to another episode of the Phone Jacker Sales Podcast. It's a podcast about sales, right? Um, looking forward to speaking to my next guest. Uh, I first stumbled across him um, many months ago, actually, on LinkedIn. And I saw that he was posting some outrageous things, literally in the post, right? Direct mail, lumpy mail, that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh and yeah, I got a few uh, chuckles out of it. I saw quite a few of these. Now, at the time, uh, the podcast didn't exist, right? It was just an idea. But I remember thinking, right, I'm going to get this guy on this podcast and have a chat with him, see what he's up to, see what we can learn. And yeah, fast forward six, seven months, here we are. And uh, Louis agreed to join me on the Phone Jack of Sales podcast. So I'll let you introduce yourself. But first, Louis, how are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? Well, more good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. So let's start. Who are you and what's your story? What do you do? Okay, so I'm Louis and I run a business called The Mailman. Um, <laughs> like you said, Calm, it's it can seem like I just send all sorts of weird and, and random shit in my parents. <laughs> <laughs> There's a purpose to it. And essentially what I do is I help people get meetings with the businesses who they want to work with the most they know yeah. they'd be worth the most of them, but they're often the hardest to get through to. And it's where other forms of prospecting, maybe they've been trying cold calling or LinkedIn messages, whatever it may be, uh, but they're not getting a response. So that's where we come in and do that next step to do something a bit different and try and keep breaking through to those people who you really want to meet. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You raised a good point there. So uh when it comes to direct mail lumpy mail you said these people are, are hard to get hold of what typically who are you going after and why why is that the case yeah so it's always well 99 percent of the time we're reaching c-level um c-level executives um yeah. business owners um generally of seven eight nine we have reached billion turnover businesses but it's generally seven eight nine figure businesses and the top decision makers within most businesses got it so when you say top decision makers i assume this is basically ceos mds director yeah. levels right exactly yeah, yeah got it that's interesting how long have you been doing this for so i myself have been using it as a as my own marketing strategies for a few years yeah and um, we actually only just started offering this particular service to our clients about about a year ago, actually. Um, but I myself have been using it because we also do handwritten card stuff within our business and like customer loyalty gifts. Um, and I use these strategies to get my clients for, those, for that side of a business. Got it. So, you, so you've been doing this yourself personally for a while, but for the business yeah. it's been the last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. What what made you first, you must have sent something for the first one, right? What was it and what made you, what was the story? Hmm. What's, what made you send that? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good question. So basically, but my first like introduction to marketing um, was through this guy um, who is a marketing consultant and he's worked with some very big names around the world. Yeah. Um, and he, I, I told him I had an old golf with a tape deck. And he gave me all these old tapes from the 80s, which he had learned marketing and, and sales from. And it's copywriters um, like Dan Kennedy, people mm -hmm. like Dale Carnegie, um, Zig Ziglar, Joe yeah. Sugarman, all these like old school gur gurus. 
And back then, it was all direct mail, essentially. Direct yeah. mail was the main form of direct response marketing and outreach. Um, and lots of these tapes, we talked about adding like a dollar bill to the top of a letter and little things like that. And that's kind of where the ideas came from, because obviously people don't really do that that much anymore. Yeah. And so when everything's so saturated and noisy, doing something different is going to stand out. Um, the first things I sent, I think the first things I sent were handwritten notes with tea bags, um, in which people who I didn't, who I didn't hear from, I then sent a fake right arm. So literally a life-sized <laughs> right arm saying, I want to work with you. And I'd give my right arm to have a meeting with you. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so you, you raised a couple of good points I'm trying to think what's the best question to ask you next. It, so you, one of the things you mentioned was around, this is marketing, right? But, but ultimately you're trying to get meetings with, yeah. With prospects, yeah. right? Prospe prospective mm -hmm. customers. So are you currently working with marketing teams, sales teams? Because we know both in most businesses, there's a big divide between sales and marketing, right? So where, yeah, where do you come in and how does that all work? It's, it's, it's a good point. To be honest, it kind of depends um, what sort of a setup of my businesses they are. Um, yeah. Some businesses I work with are much more like sales focus my focus much more on outreach and prospecting from that point of view. Yeah. Whereas other businesses I work with, they're mostly going through like SEO and, and the typical marketing side of things. And so it kind of depends what that business's setup is. Obviously with larger businesses, we have a function from both sides. And in that case, it's generally more on the sales side. Um, yeah. But I guess in ways it kind of, it's, it's a, it kind of overlaps it's kind of in that middle ground between them where it is direct response, but it's also like, it's also cold outreach in many ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess the, the goal is the same for the business, right? It's just who mm. looks after it and what the business sets up. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah, the reason I asked that is like you raised a good point, direct mails, something that used to be very popular. And then, like you said, it became saturated. So the impact dropped uh and now most things that worked 20 30 years ago work a lot better now because for that reason right cold calling is no different but i still get i must in i live in london i imagine everyone in london gets this uh estate agents they mm. they love direct <laughs> mail right and every week i'm clearing out my letterbox i reckon i get about 20 little leaflets from estate yeah. agents alone local estate agents why firstly why do they do it because i just put them in we have a, a big like iron pot cast iron pot that sits next to the post box i live in a flat and everyone just dunks it in there and we get a cleaner that comes every two weeks and they just clean it out and it gets recycled right but mm. I've, I've only ever looked at one of them which i'll come on to in a minute but yeah why why does this happen and why well, do i just put them in the bin it, it's a it's a tricky thing so just like first of all we we don't do flyers when we when i first started the business like four years ago we did actually do um flyering um that's a separate conversation now yeah but essentially it comes down to with any outreach and marketing it's it's, num it's a numbers game um they might send out ten thousand flyers and it might cost them 
500 quid to do that or a thousand pounds to do that if we get one or two clients out of it they don't give a shit if anyone else chucks them away because they're making yeah. they're making money and it's it's producing results it's like with cold calling you're gonna get x amount of no's for every yes that you get and it's it's, it's a it's a numbers game it's a, it's a for them it's a good way to get um to get in front of to land on people's doorsteps in their homes where there's probably some sort of psychological effect behind someone receiving a physical object whilst they're in my home and thinking about, oh, yeah, actually, I do want to move. Fucking hate this house or whatever it might be. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. And do you think that they, because one of the things, obviously, the stuff that you do from, we'll come on to it in a minute, is a mm-hmm. lot more targeted, right? Whereas yeah. this is a spray and pray approach. Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's marketing sales. Sales is a subset of marketing, right? So all the problems with sales, that sales people create, marketing create the same problems for themselves. What I mean by that is direct mail is a little leaflet that goes into your letterbox. Uh, sales people are sending emails with the same shit on them and spamming people's inboxes and prospects are getting 40, 50 of these a day, right? So it's exactly the same. Um, But do you think, do these companies track them? Like, how do they measure success? Because what I mean by that is, like like I said, with your side of things, you're highly targeted, right? So let's say you send 20 of these out and two people call you back. You know, the other 18 have probably ignored you. It's likely that they've seen it. But if they're sending out thousands of these, a day in a local area like how do they even prove that it's effective well i mean there's a, there's a few different ways it depends if if uh um depends what the call to action is i guess yeah because, they, because it is all like well again it comes to like if it, it are they doing it for brand awareness are they doing it for um to get direct leads if they're doing it for direct leads we're probably either going to be asking people to call up or to um to like scan a QR code, go to a landing page, do like an online survey thing, that sort of thing. Um, in which case, we should always be asking or monitoring in some way, saying like, um, how did you hear about us? Or like, what brought us here? What, so are they convinced you right? From sending 10,000 leaflets, yeah. we got 10 leads or whatever it might be and, and kind of go from there. But I, I know what you mean. It isn't, it's not a targeted approach when we're when up from a b2c format typically yeah no exactly and it must work to some degree right because they keep doing it and like i said i get them every week and it never changes um and like i said i've only ever looked at one and it was from a boutique agency and it was a very fancy one with some gold leaf on it and i remember looking at it and basically if I didn't do what I do for a living, I probably wouldn't have looked at it, but I was just interested to see like, what, what's the message here? What are they trying to do? Uh, and all it was, was a, a, a nice card uh, with some gold leaf writing on it, telling us that they just won an award. And I just couldn't help but think like, who the, who the fuck gives a shit? Like mm-hmm. what, what a waste. Yeah. Uh, that, and that yeah, it went into bin. All like copy essentially done it because realistically, Every single type of marketing um, tactic or prospecting tactic, whatever it may be, works. You just know, you just need to know how to actually do it. Yeah. Like you can send a leaflet. You can get two leaflets. One's going to be brilliant because the copy is good, and one's going to be absolute shite. Yeah. Because it says something like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I don't want to talk about that any longer. I just wanted to touch on it because that's how I understand direct mail, right? That's my experience and I imagine a lot of people do. So with that, knowing that this is uh, kind of the state of direct mail to a certain degree, and obviously that's B2C, how are you different taking all of that? What do you do differently? So we are completely B2B. Um, That is mainly, well due to targeting, you can be way more specific. I can find a business on any sort of platform like LinkedIn, like Cognizant, whatever it might be, and decide whether or not I'd like to work with them, essentially. And I can also find out who's the key decision maker there. I can find out where their office address is. I can generally find out that person's mobile number as well nowadays. I can connect them on LinkedIn. And you can be very, very personalized. I can look at that person and think, right, what is this person? What pain is that person experiencing? Mm-hmm. What solution can I provide? Just like you would in, a, in any other sales format, I guess, and come up with something to send him that's going to, um, he can relate to or she can relate to. Yeah, <clears throat> makes sense. Uh, like I said, it's just like any kind of marketing or prospecting, mm. right? It's just a different medium for it. So with that, then, how do you come up with ideas? And like I said, at the, the start of the show, I've seen some of the pictures that you put out <laughs> on LinkedIn. And like I said, I thought it was brilliant. And I've never done direct mail before. But I remember looking at it thinking, right, yeah, I can see why this would work. I can see where where it would be effective right so yeah what what sort of things are you sending and what's what's the i guess the creative process how do you come up with ideas for these individuals yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's, it's not always an easy thing to do um but i really enjoy it which helps essentially it, it all does come down to like the pain solution sort of situation yeah. it's thinking right if someone is struggling to get someone wants to grow their business like joe whoever wants to grow their business they need more clients but they might be struggling to get more clients one post that i did on linkedin was i have sent loads of coconuts before in the post um with a note to say is getting new customers your toughest nut to crack which is like a play on that and saying what harm could a few minutes on the phone do p.s you'd be nuts not to something like that um i so you can either go down that approach we often send cartoons so these big like a3 cartoons rolled up in a tube um and that like image kind of depicts the sort of the same sort of thing a pain they might be going through the solution that i provide in a way that they're going to relate to and kind of pick up a bit of humor from it and it's so that it stands out because no one receives things like that in the post yeah now the other approach is kind of just for i want to have a meeting with you so i'm going to do some fucking weird thing to stand out and um it doesn't really have to relate to a pain you're you're feeling which is things like the right arm which i generally send as like a follow-up tactic so people have sent shoes in a post saying now i've got a foot in the door give me a call (laughs) and that's just like a different thing where you might get a couple of people out of every 10 calling you up because it's it's different yeah that makes sense and i guess one of the things i was, I was going to ask you what are some of the challenges uh and i guess just listening to what you're saying and thinking out loud like it could be quite expensive can't it 
well it is expensive it's more expensive to do yeah so some of the things we sent out we, we've sent pinatas out before like custom made <laughs> pinatas branded to to the business we're targeting um that costs a lot to send out yeah. obviously um however if something costs 50 quid let's say you send 10 of them out but if you get one like generally from doing something of that level you're gonna get three or four people responding inbound calls yeah out of 10 then, yeah yeah the highest response we've had is 80 percent. Wow. that was from a free touch point campaign so we sent three different items but that got us some of our biggest clients um wow. now in terms of um where was i going before yeah so from that point of view when you get the higher response rate then it obviously makes the cost worthwhile because it's all about return investment yeah no absolutely i can see that um so yeah going back to my point then well what is what are some of the challenges with this then obviously cost can be one but if the message good and the targeting is good you're yeah. going to get the right meeting so yeah what are some of the challenges you come up against so some of the challenges are uh, making sure data is clean so like if you send a link to office addresses yeah um then you need to make sure like sometimes on linkedin it will say one address on my website will say a different address on a data provider it'll say a different address and it's like, well, yeah. not very often but in that case you just have to do a bit more digging sometimes you can even just send people a message and say i've got something to send to you what's the best address to send it to oh really and a lot of the time they will because i'll be like oh this is this is intriguing what, what could this be yeah that's it's quite different. funny because if a stranger said that to me i'd be like what is it amfrax <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. but yeah it's yeah. like the curiosity piece isn't it it's like oh yeah send it oh, to me I like yeah, everyone that... likes free gear yeah it's apologies about nice. um so um back during covid covid was a nightmare because everyone was working from home yeah and like no one was going into offices um so that was just like a horrible <laughs> period of time basically um but now and since the last year 18 months most of the types of people who were targeting they at least go into the office once a week or so because the like the, the key decision makers within these large companies so it's not it's not an issue anymore yeah, yeah plus I, I imagine <laughs> i'm just picturing myself being a ceo of a big company if i got some big parcel or some lumpy mail as you like to call it um i'd be intrigued right and i'd want some i'd want them to send it to me wherever i am even if i was at home so um, yeah but that's yeah. um you've, you've said like a couple of times like intrigue that's um like another approach to this so sometimes we'll send things with like no letter at all it's just like an item and it'll say like our name might like louis and mobile number so they don't know who i am they just know my name's louis they don't yeah. know what business i'm from they can't search my number because I won't find it anywhere because it's not like a landline one. Don't have a website, no branding, anything. And because it's like, like who the hell has sent me this? That intrigue right. kicks in and, and people do call. Got it. So you play on that. You basically give as little information as possible so they call you back. Yeah, it, it depends on, on the situation. Yeah. Um, but for certain clients who we work with, it, it makes sense for us to do that. Yeah, no, I can see that um i had another question for you and i can't remember what it was now um i've got loads of questions the other question i was going to ask you was um the you mentioned 
80% response rate on one campaign. Why was it so successful? Do you know? It was super targeted. So, um, so about, I think on that one, we reached 20 people and we got 16, um, calls as a result. Yeah. Um, they were all completely, um, bespoke handwritten notes to each person as the first touch point followed by an increasingly impactful item. Um, and I think that's, that's the key reason why the benefit of, of ever all of this sort of stuff is how personalized you can be. Um, and it's like actual personalization. If you've handwritten something and it's given a specific point about them, just the fact it's handwritten, they know that, right, this is actually written to me. So it's not just like plugging in like F name star on an email, for example. And so, and people know that, and that does make a big difference. Um, I actually earlier this week just sent, um, 20 napkins. It sounds really random, but hundred and messages on the napkins. And obviously there's no way anyone could like put that, like automate that. It's like effort has gone into this person yeah. reaching me. They clearly must have something of importance to say. Yeah. It's a really good point, isn't it? Um, especially with AI and chat GBT coming on the scene. Yeah. Like, um, I see it now. One of the most stupid things that I can see, I know we're going off topic, but it's kind of related to this in terms of cutting through the noise is that a lot of salespeople, as we know, rely on email, right? And yeah, now they're automating this so they can automate list building, automate the, the actual email itself, personalization at scale, they're automating, right? And that will only get smarter and smarter. Uh, and every time I see it on LinkedIn, all I think is you're, you're just proving to your company that you're worthless. Because <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah. think about it, if you're an SDR and you all you do is send emails and now you've automated the whole process, well, eventually AI will become so smart, why would it need, all you're doing is just overseeing it and pressing mm. send, not even pressing send probably just overseeing mm. it and responding to any responses. Um, and eventually AI will become so smart. It will, won't even, you won't, as an SDR, they won't even need to be there anymore. Right. There'd be no, what, what would be the purpose? Um, you'll probably uh, be able to handwrite napkins at, at some point. Well, this is the connection, <laughs> right? Because the other thing as well, connecting to this and disrupting and, and making a difference, uh, I'm not making a difference. That's the wrong term, but, um, certainly the disruption side of things is standing out. That's what I meant to say is that I was thinking about this the other day, the, if everyone's automating emails, uh, and literally SDRs aren't doing anything, not writing, not doing just overseeing things, then obviously prospects are going to get more emails, right? And AI yeah. is not going to create more prospects anytime soon. So, eventually they're going to need some form of AI to filter out all of the sales emails and all the shit. And potentially if it's even possible to filter out, uh, emails that are written by AI, but I can't see eventually they won't be able to do it. Right. Um, mm, cause they'll yeah. be able to mirror human behavior. Um, and so email will become obsolete because well, why just not gonna be able to cut through. Right. So it's this kind of stuff that it's like, right, well, email used to be the main source and everyone's saying that meetings via emails are dropping so yeah people are going to have to become more creative right and it's this kind of stuff that's going to make people stand out um 
And those that can do it better than others are going to win in the short term, right? Um, yeah, and I also, obviously, I don't know, I don't know how soon that will happen, but it's also just kind of a case that um, it's an extra tool to add to to your toolbox, I guess. And it's yeah. that some people might just sit on their emails like, oh, I'm going to click on this and give this person a call. People might be really open to receiving cold calls. But other people might be absolutely fed up with this. And so sending something in the post is just like another approach, yeah. I guess, to get through to, and to try and get through to people. But Yeah. Well, it's a good point. Well, I was going to ask another question on this. Uh, why you must be quite a unique business, right? I know there will be other businesses, but uh, you're fairly unique in the stuff that you do and the stuff that you send. Why is that the case, do you think? Why aren't more people doing this? Um, well, so in terms of like my like com um, competition, I suppose you could you could say. So there's like big print houses who, like you say, um, send like folk letters door to door. Um, I'll just come in like a white envelope with like a clear window and you kind of know it's some form of like marketing um letter or a bill or something like that or yeah. a letter from hmrc or whatever it might be and people don't really generally want to receive them um now that's kind of like one com competitor i suppose in the same space but I, we do completely different things so i don't um like worry too much about that but rather than businesses like um like reach desk um is it like Sendoso as well? Those those sorts of businesses. Yeah. Um, they're more on the gifting front, and also in the like, hi, here's like a fifty pound voucher. Yeah. Do you want to come for a demo, sort of thing? Which it works. Um, but I just I don't I don't really know why there are many businesses who do what I do. Um. Well, not even I'm that, not right? About, I'm not complaining yeah. about it. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, not, not... It's, it's not even yeah. that, right? I, I guess you tell me if I'm wrong, but your clients buy into you as an individual, right? And your ideas and your experience of doing this. But it's nothing like revolutionary to the point where no business, no sales team could do this. Like I said, all they need is a contact, an address, and an idea of what they're going to yeah. send, right? But there's not yeah, exactly. many there's That's not many salespeople that I've come across that will do this. I've seen some creative people, uh, like for jobs, for example, they'll come up with an idea to send a CV um, yeah. or something creative like that, right? But in terms of finding new business, it's not often talked about. Which is why when I saw you, I was like, yeah, yeah isn't that funny? The you stand out like a sore thumb. No one's talking about it. No one's doing it. I, I think, in a way, so something that you might have seen on LinkedIn potentially. I often come across people or I'll talk to people and I'll say what I do and they'll say, oh, I want send X. And we got loads of meetings with these different people and stuff. I was like, oh, like, did you keep doing it? And they're like, oh no. And it's like, well, why, why wouldn't you keep doing it? But yeah, yeah. it is one of those things where it takes a bit of effort. It does, it's not Good easy. Point. Like. Why, why do people now generally email more than they cold call? Yeah. It's easy. Why do they send LinkedIn gifts and memes and stuff instead of cold calling? Because it's easy. And it's not like putting yourself out there and trying something different. And just like how cold calling, when done right, is brilliant and works very well, it's it takes 
some effort really to, to do it. And yeah. yeah, so I think that's it. Like with this, you've obviously got to come up with your ideas. You've got to generally handwrite something works better generally if it's like a small handwritten note um, or at least like a typed personalized message. You've got to take it to post office if you don't have like a Royal Mail business account, which most businesses won't. And it's, it's effort. It just de depends if you decide that it's worth that effort in order to achieve a certain result. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Um, and I've got lots of questions, but we're coming to the end. Um, I'm not going to ask you that. So I want to ask you this question, right? Uh, we've not really touched on it. Uh, like I said, the thing that um, attract, not attracted to me, but the thing that stood out when I first saw you was the stuff that you were sending. So two questions, maybe the answers linked. What's the most outrageous thing that you've sent? And you must have some funny stories that are coming along with it. And maybe the two are linked. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. So um, the most outrageous, and this may have been where you came across me on LinkedIn potentially. So I'd, I did a LinkedIn post of this. I basically sent these tubes with a cucumber and a yeah, pot of Vaseline in it. Um, in to people who I wanted to work with, if, with a little note which said, sick of being shafted by marketing agencies who <laughs> get your net results. Now, that post, when I did it on LinkedIn, I think within like 24 hours, it had like 200,000 views and it had gone like wow. completely, yeah. But then enough people had liked, enough people had liked it, but just enough people had disliked it, that LinkedIn man took it down. Oh, which, really? Yeah, which was a shame. I thought, really, oh. you're that childish, but, it worked. It, it got results. Yeah, it's, that's probably the most weird and like risky thing. But I would say it as I have to take more risks, yeah, so that I know what my clients can do safely. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so that that was for your own business. That wasn't for yeah, a client. Yeah, fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. Okay. Um, but in terms of like the the worst results, we right. This was like pure bad luck um we send these cartoons out for a business coach and um basically it's saying we'll help your profits will increase when you give me a call basically um well the business coach call and we'd sent it to someone just at the wrong time where he was going through like court proceedings or something with someone who had the same name as my client and they thought that it was this guy sending him some freak like mail and a post to scare him. And, uh, <laughs> and he called up like, what the fuck are you doing? Like proper angry. Um, but it was just pure like bad luck. And that's the only time we've had anything like bad where someone's like shouted down the phone. Um, but yeah. the rest of the time has been pretty good. So it makes no, I can imagine. Well, oh. I was going to ask you, you're right back to the story about the cucumber. That was the one that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, and well, what was the response from people that called you back? So um, it was quite a while ago now. Um, we had a mixed response. So I think we sent 10 and four people called us. Three people liked it and said, this is hilarious. And one person just said, that's not a very appropriate thing to do. And it's <laughs> just hung up after saying that. Um, but the three who liked it, we've had calls booked in as a result. And they said, we don't think this would be right for us, but something else. 
um but yeah so yeah it's interesting is just as you were telling me that connected some of the dots to cold calling right because earlier mm -hmm. you mentioned you don't give too much information away so if someone was to use this even if they did piss off a prospect if you've just put your first name like and they call you up they've got yeah. no, they've got no <laughs> yeah, idea who you are have they so yeah it it, like, you, yeah you could cold call them or you could email them perhaps if it was you personally using your name you'd give it a while so they forget but um or maybe someone else you hand that lead over to someone else in the team um but ultimately yeah there's not really much risk there is there um but i can imagine like you said it's a lot of people it's a lot of effort um the question i was going to ask you that i said i won't ask you i'll ask you now based on that stories do you think anyone could do this as in um a salesperson right they're sat there thinking do you think anyone could do this and make it work yeah i do i think if if it makes sense for their business as in if their targets are people who are likely get approached a lot they work in an office where you can get their details get their address um and you have a valid point to say to them that's going to be worth their time then yeah i think anyone who you deem worthy of emailing or calling is would be worthy of, of receiving something like this um but the hardest part is coming up with the actual ideas yeah um like i'll speak to a lot of people and they'll say oh i've had this idea but it's very it's generally very like them centric um i've been guilty of it before I, i've done it myself uh but it's so important to focus on what is actually in it for the recipient like why should they give you a call and, and the key thing also to remember is that is all you're asking them to do you're you're just trying to get them to pick up the phone yeah. you're not trying to sell them anything and having the right call to action so what i've generally found works best is saying what harm would a few minutes or three minutes on the phone do because it's a very like yeah well what harm would it do and yeah. it leads to people picking up the phone and having three minutes some people say have you got a three minute timer in like a jokey way yeah yeah um i've actually got like a calendly link now with three minute like slots oh, three really? minutes called a three minute call so oh that's interesting well yeah that's yeah. a really good point on we're coming to end now um but that's a really good point right is because like you said you can't from what you've told me and kind of my understanding of all of this is that really you can't really scale this because it's quite expensive right and time consuming and and whatnot um so there's a limit to it and you need to be highly targeted and the message it's all in the message really isn't it so to speak yeah um and but you can't this is the thing you can't the, the main thing that jumps out to me is sending direct mail or lumpy mail these creative ideas you can't disqualify it really can you you can't you can't identify using that whether this person has a problem um it's mainly yeah. for those people that you've tried to get hold of and you simply can't or yeah. perhaps you've got these key clients that you want to kind of get in the door and this is uh potentially one way that you can stand out against others right um yeah so it, like you said, the next yeah. part basically to get them on the phone to have a conversation to see if it even makes sense to have a meeting right yeah so like for me how i use it i just use it as my like go-to cold outreach approach but that's also because 
I don't particularly enjoy cold calling. I'm I don't no, I does. I'm not a particularly great speaker. Yeah, it's not like that's not my strong point. And if I do something like this, I found that I get a good enough return that I don't need to cold call. If that makes sense, I'll call and follow up people and yeah. say I'm the the napkin guy or I'm a cartoon guy, whatever it might be. But what I would recommend for any like any salesperson who's considering using this is when they're going through the dials, when they're going through like, all the other approaches, the people who they can't get through to, maybe put them onto like a another spreadsheet, another list, however however you want to organize it. Um and maybe just send like ten personalized items each week to like the key people who you can't get through to and just test it do it test it for a month send like 50 items in a month and from there you should have sent enough to get an idea as to how many are going to respond yeah that's a really good point that was going to be my final question is if there's any sales people listening to this thinking right yeah i've got some clients that i can't get hold of we've been trying for years so i want to try this what would be your biggest advice from the sounds of things it would be it's all in the message first and foremost make it about the prospect and not you but also do some tests and see what works and what doesn't work that's a that's a really good point to be fair because you don't want to well, I guess yeah, you don't want to test this on your best clients and for it to fail or perhaps realize that after doing it, you could have done things better because I imagine sending another one, maybe you could rectify it, right? I was going to say maybe sending a second follow-up might not have the same impact if the first one was a big flop, right? Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, it, it depends how much, how terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, like I say, we send cartoons generally. Cartoons generally are our go-to approach these big like a3 cartoons and um some people don't like them oh really then we send a second item to those people who we didn't know back from and sometimes like i've got a client who just started this month and they said look i'll be honest i didn't like the cartoon but then you sent me it was actually a whole a fake horse's head really really random and he was like i'm a massive godfather fan which is like the theme of it just and he's like i really like it and now very client so it's um so yeah, it can be if it's not a horrific idea in the first place and it's not offensive to them, then yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said at the start of the show, I, I can see the value in it, right? The the main thing is just cutting through all the the, the noise and the clutter, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And a lot of that's email at the moment, um and LinkedIn. And as I said, it's probably gonna get worse, right? Well, look, I'm going to wrap yeah. up the show. I talk. I've got loads of questions for you. I could talk for ages, but um, yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, firstly, thanks for coming on. Uh, that was really fun, really insightful. Um, lots of things to take away. Lots of things that I hadn't even thought about. Um, so yeah, with that, thank you. But before you go, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Where are you active? Yeah, um, I'd say if anyone wants to see some of the things I post, yeah, look at my LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Louis Sandford. Um, if anyone has any ideas or might want to try anything, feel you can send me a message. I'm happy to like give my advice on an idea you have and say if I think it would work, give any tips, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, LinkedIn. Good stuff. Uh, you got a website? I can put a link in the description and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the-mailman.co.uk. Fine. Yeah, I'll get that in there uh, so people can find you. Uh, but yeah, LinkedIn.